Great day for the stock market. Kind of an interesting week in general, but today it just roared. All three of the major indexes were up. Indices were all up on the day. Dave Spano is the president and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. Dave, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me, John. Uh, let's talk about today first, then we'll kind of back into the rest of the week. Today, record territory, once again, big numbers in the green. What did investors like today? Well, it really was the, the jobs report that came out in the morning. And generally, good news has been bad news, but good news is good news here in the fact that we're starting to see really robust job gains, which is really shocking. The, you know, the, end of the, uh, the, the economists were expecting around 220,000 jobs, and it was 393. That is a big, big number, way above. And not only was this a good report, they went back and revised previous months, so really good jobs reports. Why people were concerned about that, because that generally means that the economy is still cranking along, so the Fed is probably going to delay their rate hikes, and the market's going to have to adjust and digest those numbers. So, Dave, what does it mean that you know, multiple rate hikes or, or pauses over the last, you know, several months. Yet here we are with under 4% unemployment for two straight years. Yeah, that's really, that's the question. So generally when you raise interest rates and where they were was a ZERP program, uh, Greg, which is zero re- interest rate. It went from zero to five and a half percent over uh, about 18 months, and that generally has a lagging effect. So that idea was supposed to bring down inflation. Well, inflation in general uh, has has gone down. It was around 9%. Generally, if you take a 12-month run rate, it's somewhere in their target. But part of this that is not slowing down is wage growth, still above 4%, 4.5% actually. That really means that they're they're going to keep interest rates, at least for this meeting, in line of where, from where they are right now. So they went from a rate hiking to a pause. The idea were, was that they were going to pivot and start lowering rates. We're going to see what happens uh, when they get together in March, but we think they're going to hold at least for the time being. So Dave, the chairman, Jerome Powell, seemed to try to convince traders that their thinking behind six rate cuts this year is flawed. Didn't seem to work. There was one day where it was bad this week, and then it just roared the couple of days after that. Do investors kind of bake in the chances that there will be a rate cut in May or it won't be until closer to November? How does that play into thinking? Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, the fact that the market was asking for six, they've never said that. The Federal Reserve had suggested that they were going to get uh, get to three uh, hikes, I'm sorry, cuts, but they are what's called data dependent. So they're looking backwards and they're saying, what is the data that we are looking at? And there's just no way a, a market timer can go back and say, we think there's going to be three, four, five, or six until they know the data. And that's what the Fed does. So they're going to look backwards. And as long as the economy continues to crank along, they may be you know, pausing on when they're going to do, do these uh, changes, John. So right now we think they're going to look at the data, look what it looks like. But for right now, the interest rates at the Fed sets uh, generally to the banks five and a quarter to five and a half is above what the 10-year treasury is and that's kind of a barometer so there is a mismatch right now but the market likes it uh for not because of the interest rates are not going back down but they know have some certainty over the next 60 days we're seeing earnings reports which are just really really doing well and it's every stock for itself you might have saw 
the Meta news to this afternoon, where Meta, which is, you know, Facebook, has really done well, but they issued a dividend. And that is crazy. You think about where Zuckerberg is and the number of shares that he has. That's going to come out to about a $700 million dividend for the guy, you know, boo-hoo for him. But that is the issue right now is we're thinking, well, if each one of these companies have great earnings reports, they're going to respond, and that's what we saw. Dave, is that ultimately good news for those who have high-interest savings account right now? Normally those have been kind of a nothing burger, but as interest rates have gone up, so have they. Yeah, that's no question about that. You know, for so for so long, you know, the proverbial Mrs. Kuskovavitz would walk into her her bank and look up at, at the wall at the at where she can get for savings rates, and it was zero or maybe one. But now they got to five percent, so now she's getting paid to to save. Well, that could turn around, and the expectation was if interest rates start coming back down, so will those rates. So a lot of people were looking to say, should I get a CD and lock those rates in? Or as importantly, you know, when you own bonds interest rates and bond prices move in inverse directions. So if interest rates start coming back down, bond prices were going to go up. So that's what we're going to look at. That It still is the expectation, Greg, that we're going, we're going to see interest rates adjust as we get closer to the election. They say they want to stay out of the, the politics, but uh, a dollar to a donut suggests that we're going to start to see interest rates cuts before uh, the, the end of the year. I wanted to ask you a question about the politics, Dave. Dave Spano from Annex is with us. Jerome Powell is going to make an effort to navigate monetary policy through a white-hot election year. Donald Trump comes out today and says he wouldn't keep Jerome Powell. The Fed says they don't get involved in politics, but both sides, one side will want rates cut, one side will not want rates cut. How does he navigate what he needs to do during a white-hot election year? Yeah, well, he's he's being a politician, and again, it doesn't matter what side of the aisle that you're on. Right now, you know, the, the president, the current president wants rates to go down that could spur on the economy that could make uh, the economy go to go better and of course uh, uh, mr trump does not want interest rates to go down because he doesn't want the economy uh, you know in in such a great position so i am not making a political commentary here i'm just saying that is why he's saying that and so we'll see if he keeps paul or he doesn't keep paul i think he might have even said that uh, in, in the past. So the, the Federal Reserve should be independent of politics, even though it's, it's not unusual, John, that the Fed lowers rates before an election. That wouldn't be unusual. So that is likely what's going to happen. And if you look at the data right now, it's certainly suggest, suggesting that rates are going to come down, which should be good for the economy. So, you know, as we get into an election, both sides think they're going to win. And so that's generally a good thing for the markets. You know, Dave, it was such a slog in October and November. You saw your your, your typical slips uh, in the stock market. And now, I mean, it seemed like it, it blasted through 36 and 37,000, the Dow comfortably above 38,000. What sector is driving that increase, and, and is it sustainable? Yeah, so you look at the Magnificent Seven, which was those big seven uh, stocks that really drove returns last year. If you took the Magnificent Seven, and those are those those big tech stocks that I alluded to, out of that, the performance was a little lackluster. But really, the Mag- Magnificent Seven, you remember the mo- the movie, you know, back in the day with Yul, Yul Brenner, they've kind of turned into the Fabulous Four, right? So there, there's a number of those that aren't participating as well. And so we start to see, should it broaden out? Should the market not be just those seven or just 10 or just 20 stocks, but the S&P 500 should participate. So we're going to see a widening out of that aperture. And what we're also going to see, Greg, is the fact that we're going to start seeing earnings reports that have comparisons that were really easy to last year. So better comparisons mean the stocks are going to, are going to perform better. And I think that's what you're going to see as we go further into the earnings season. 
Annex's Dave Spano with us. Companies seem hopeful but nervous about the economy. How would you characterize it? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a, a good optimism right now because companies are, are have prepared for the recession that everyone said was going to happen in 23, which didn't. And yours truly said we didn't we didn't see that happening. But uh, we said maybe it's going to happen in 24 if interest rates start going back down. Is it because the economy is slowing, or is it because we're starting to see control of inflation? And then if you think about some economists are now saying the recession has not been canceled, but just postponed into 2025. So I think companies are doing a really good job of, of controlling their costs, of looking at their employee costs, of looking at what it costs to run their operations and are being positive about it and being cautious about it at the same time. So that's why we look at every one of these companies. We listen to earnings calls. You know, I know I'm talking about individual names, but that's in everyone's 401k plan. In your 401k plan, you probably have an S&P 500 fund. You have you probably are participating one way or another, even if you don't own Meta uh, directly. All right, uh, John and I need your help, Dave. We are trying to commit an idea to the zoo here where we just abandon the groundhog and have a surprise animal every year. And right. we unveil it on what we'll call Groundhog's Day, but behind the, the curtain could be a peacock or maybe a wombat. Uh, will you support us in this mission? I'm all in. Uh, both of those uh, sound f- fun. A wombat. That's kind of a... Whose idea was it the wombat? That's my Correct. first. I, I, I had the wombat. Uh, John yeah, wanted I was going to say, clearly McCure came up with the yeah, no, I'm, I'm more a polar bear guy. I yeah, said polar bear, uh, bear and, and tiger. You wanted to go big and scary. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. But you know, that lots to talk about. Of course, you know, you have uh, <laughs> trades with the Brewers. We have new uh, we have Marquette in Wisconsin playing basketball and of course the Milwaukee Bucks with a new manager. So all of this is positive. And th- why I bring that up is because the pitchers and catchers and you know better than anything Greg are, co- are coming up soon. Yes. 2 weeks. 2 weeks. I yeah. love it. Check out Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show with Dave Spano and his team, 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock on Saturdays. I run my errands during that hour so that I don't miss it. Money Talk, 10 to 11 on Saturdays. They're the best in the business. Dave, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Have a great weekend. All right, you guys. Thank you.